Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pidor. It is Friday the 13th, everyone. Friday the 13th. Does it irk you when I say that? Is there some sort of uh, negative connotation which comes across that you do not like about Friday the 13th? Well, guess what? It's that day, today, right now, for 24 hours. Well, I mean, less than as of right now, by the time that I'm recording this. It is May 13th, 2022, 11, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Actually, now it's 11, 12. A... Yes, welcome. Another week has come and gone. I know I'm not late, technically. It's still Friday, but I'm definitely later than what I normally do to record these podcasts, which is okay. So, another week has come. Another week has gone. Another week of inhaling and exhaling oxygen for many a reasons, primarily because of homeostasis, but that's a burden we all have to deal with. That's the reason why we urinate and defecate into bowls or holes in the ground or sand, pails. I'm getting off topic. Yes, another week has come and gone. And of course, like all weeks with this podcast, I come back and I ask you, how was your week? What did you do? What did you accomplish? Did you fail? If you did, remember, it's okay. Failing is a part of life, and it's okay to do so. Anyone who tells you otherwise, I'm I'm sorry, but it's part of the learning process, how we improve. We wouldn't have a light bulb or know how to fly or, God, basically any and all of our inventions we wouldn't have if we weren't permitted to fail. So it's okay. And you know what? Sometimes um, as a result of failure, it causes stress. And stress allows us, or not allows us, but entices us to go towards our vices. To, well, sometimes overindulge in those vices. And that brings out the demons within all of us. And we have to recognize those demons. And if we're able to, once we recognize them and realize, yeah, this is a problem... We got to deal with those demons. We got to tend to the problem. And by doing so, we improve ourselves overall, in general. And it's a realization that I'm coming to, which I believe I expressed last week as to why I have majorly cut back on my alcohol intake, which I have done, I think, very well as of this past week. Doesn't help that we were fasting for three days, but I'll get into that with our, with my update, weekly update to everyone. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about you. I'm here to hype and prep and pump you up for the week to come. You can do it. You can do it. Take those small steps. Sometimes take those big steps. Sometimes fear is a good thing. Are you scared of that meeting that's coming up? Are you scared of that speech, that presentation, of that test, of uh, asking out your crush or just saying hi to them. Be like, you know, hey, Jessica, or hey, Timothy. Nice weather we're having, huh? I know it's raining. I'm nervous. I kind of like you. I hope that's okay. You know what? Sometimes being bold like that is good. Go up to your crush and be like, hey, you know, I'm a little embarrassed and I'm a little shy to say this to you, but, you know, I, I kind of have feelings for you. And I, with your permission, I'd like to be able to get to know you better and maybe explore this a little bit. 
sometimes being honest is the best thing that you can do. And whether that's to someone else or whether that's to yourself, it's one thing to lie to others, but do not lie to yourself. Because if you start lying to yourself, then you're just creating a facade, not only to others, but then to who you are. And lying to yourself is what causes you to go towards those vices, to indulge them more than you should. And sooner rather than later, you won't recognize the person in the mirror. So take it upon yourself to be honest with yourself. Take those steps. Go into the fear. Go outside your comfort zone. It might actually be for the better. And I think it will be. You have to trust me. You have to, more importantly, trust yourself. You can do it. I believe and I know that you can. So, with that said, this is episode 31 let me double check. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth because I have said in previous episodes of the podcast, hey, it's this episode, right? And then I have to make a disclaimer in the beginning of the video. And I, I just, let's just, let's just not do that. Okay. Let's just not do that. Let's double check. Let's make sure. No, I lied. This is episode 32 of the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. So, as always, I commemorate this podcast with a shot to you, to me, and to episode 32 of the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. So, prost. Oh, boy. Well, that... Ooh, is deadly. I asked my roommate, <clears throat> uh, her gamer tag being Queen Shelby's, to uh, pick my poison for me. And she did. She had selected for me Bacardi Black. So, uh, I don't have Bacardi too often, so that was different going down my esophagus. So, episode 32. Here we go. Weekly update to you all. As you... Oh, that was weird. As you may or may not notice, there's a little more pep to my step. Um, despite being tired, despite being down, there have been certain realizations of myself and my person which I'm confronting and I'm feeling better about confronting those things. So... There's still a lot more work to be done, still a lot of cautious treading that I need to do for my personal development. And like I said, really downgrading the amount of alcohol which I intake because that was, that was just creating a facade, not only internally uh, and uh, not only externally, but internally. There was just a wall basically just preventing me from feeling what I need and should be feeling my own true feelings rather than the feeling w which is coming from and through a bottle. So as a result of really cutting back on that, as well as this past Monday through Wednesday, uh, my roommate, Shelby's tonight, Queen Shelby's tonight, we were fasting. So I've probably explained this before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. On Monday, it is uh, nothing but water and tea, and for me, coffee, because 
I probably shouldn't have caffeine, but I've read in a couple of places that coffee and espresso is okay. So, plus I work, you know, 8.30 to 5.30 now. So I, I need a little bit of a pick-me-up in the morning. But we had that. And then Tuesday, you add on lettuce and water-based fruits. So berries, strawberries, uh, watermelon, uh, cantaloupe, if we wanted. Uh, things like that. And then on the third day, Wednesday, we introduced eggs and nuts into all that. And I tell you what, <clears throat> hard-boiled eggs or even scrambled eggs never taste so good when you deprive yourself of protein for 48 hours. Oh, oh, oh boy. They were delicious. And now we're back on it. But as a result of going through the fasting in conjunction with my job, I have been drinking a lot more water. And now I have the habit and the inkling to want to have water throughout my day. And I don't mean just like a cup or two. I mean, I swear I'm having like eight cups of water while I'm at work. I'm urinating at least once, maybe twice an hour. So my body has never felt more hydrated which means that I'm actually like filtering toxins out of my body appropriately. And that's great. And that's fantastic. In addition to that, on Monday, I went ahead and took again my state exam to receive my casualty and casualty, uh, property and casualty uh, insurance license. And I passed. So, in the state of Indiana, I am now licensed to be able to sell uh, life, health, property, and casualty policies. So, yay. I don't know if this will ever become a thing on the podcast, but if any of you have questions concerning your, well, insurance policies, I may be able to bring a little bit of light into what they may or may not say and what they may or may not cover for you or your household or family or what have you. So if you do have any questions concerning your insurance policies, I am specialized within the state of Indiana. It's kind of a general gist, but there are certain uh differentiating legalities from state to state. So if you have insurance questions, go ahead and email me at the email address for this podcast, the fsofpodcast at gmail.com. fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, I said it correctly. But not only send me inquiries about potential insurance questions, but also if there's a, uh, a topic of interest or an article that you wish to discuss or send to me or just say hello, email me, fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, our garden has been installed and that's looking lovely and good. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get some good Roma tomatoes, some, some jalapenos, some banana peppers. We got some spices going on. I'm looking forward to growing my basil again and actually utilizing them this year. Uh, we didn't like really keep a good eye and track on them last season as far as um, drying them out goes. So hopefully that will be better this season. I believe it will be because we're, we're looking forward to it. We're on top of it. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. 
especially Queen Shelby's homemade salsa, especially from garden ingredients. Oh God, it's delicious, absolutely delicious. So uh, otherwise work has been work, learning things, getting things done. Uh, yeah, I, I really can't complain. I haven't been streaming just because I'm still trying to with the personal revelations which have been put forth to me, as well as just trying to keep up and secure my job with passing this test in order to keep my position and prove that, yes, I can advance, I can do this, I can learn, let's do it, which I believe I am accomplishing. It is very much, uh, it's draining, but it's also rewarding. Uh, again, never had an office job, a desk job before. And I'm very fortunate to be with the co-workers that I have and the boss that I have. So I am very much indeed appreciative of the opportunity in front of me. With that said, there's one thing that I need to address. And I called a certain company out previously who wanted to Come to me and be like, hey, your podcast, put it here. I'm calling out someone else now because they did the exact same thing. And honestly, they step a little bit further than what is comfortable. I don't know if any of you have heard of something called onpodium.com or onpodium.com, however they wish to pronounce it. I'm calling you out specifically. They sent me an email three days ago on May 10th, a Tuesday, basically saying, Hey, are you interested in having a dedicated website for your podcast? Click here and check out this preview website. And that preview website terrified me. Why? Because they used my artwork. They had my descriptions and they had what seemed to be clickable openings for my podcast. That was just their opening introduction. Now, I didn't click on it because I just thought, oh, well, another scam thing. Ignore it. Today, they sent me a follow-up email being like, hey, I sent you an email. I look forward to hearing from you. That's when I clicked on the preview website and saw all this. And I was honestly baffled and enraged because how dare they have the gall to put together a preview using artwork that I paid for from a very talented art artist back in Illinois. So to use her artwork that I use with her permission and then to use my episodes, my descriptions, and everything without my permission to create a preview. If they wanted to talk about potentially what it would look like, sure. Let's talk. Do not ever use any of my work, of my artist's work, and put together a preview without my permission. So whoever you are, part, uh, podcast, podium, on podium, on podium, however the fuck you pronounce your worthless website, no, period. And I've responded to them, and I made it very crystal clear that I'm not interested, and they have 
absolutely no right to use anything which involves my podcast. Period. And that goes for not only them and the previous company, but any other company or website that feels that they have the permission to be able to use my stuff in which to advertise on their website. No. As far as I know, the only websites that I have given permission to, to be able to utilize this podcast is as follows. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. That's it. Well, that's it. But also, uh, who are you guys? Uh, RSS.com. Because that's where I initially upload my stuff. And then it goes um, to everywhere else, which is linked. Which is fine because I have paid for that service through RSS.com. It is agreed mutually. So, that's all I'll say on that. If it sounded as if I was a little mad, it's because I was a little mad. The gall on some people to think that they're actually presenting themselves professionally when, you know, you're just, you're stepping on toes and you're pissing me off. And I hope you piss other people off too. That is not a way to present yourself professionally by go ahead and using my shit. Okay. Venting done with. Exhale. Exhale. So, I believe that is my weekend, my week update. I don't think there's anything else really to uh, talk about. Not that I can recollect fully. Hmm. So, let's get into this week's topic. And I said previously that I had ideas. Right at the end of the episode, I'm like, oh, it's going to be Friday the 13th. Well, guess what? It's Friday the 13th. So immediately, I thought, and maybe you could already conclude, let's talk about Friday the 13th. Because everyone, like, they have this superstition, like, oh my god, it's Friday the 13th, something bad is going to happen, it's Friday the 13th, you better be wary, you know, don't look at black cats or go underneath ladders or anything of that nature. No, why? Why is that the case? Why is it that when you go into hotels within the United States, there is no floor 13. It just goes from 12 to 14. Why? I live with a black cat. He doesn't give me bad luck. Gives me hernias when he steps on me when I try to pick him up. He devours food faster than a, 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 a Looney Tunes character or Kirby. It's nuts. He just opens his mouth and it goes into him. Phrasing, boom. So, <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about Friday the 13th and I've, I have articles as always. I have articles because I want to cite the things that I say and I want it to be factual and have sources, which again, I feel many people should cite their sources and uh, <clears throat> there's a lot more that came from this than what I was initially anticipating. Which is why I found it interesting and I want to share it with you, my dear listeners. So, for those of you who have that fear of Friday the 13th or just odd numbers in general, which I gather is actually a very common thing. I remember years ago, I was dating a gal who did not like their 
volume, whether with me or by herself, if the music volume or the volume of the TV, the radio, anything was at an odd number, she had to switch it either down one or up one so that it was even. And I suppose I found it to be a rather interesting quirk. Uh, and I teased her a little bit about it, but ultimately I, I, uh, went ahead and like, okay, make sure it's even simple. Why not? So today with the podcast and with it being Friday the 13th, let's explore the history of Friday the 13th and why people feel that it is, well, just bad. So some information is going to overlap just because it's, I have three articles. Maybe I'll read them all. Maybe I won't, uh, just to see if I can get the point across or what have you. Actually, one of them looks like I can't even read because I don't have a subscription, which is kind of unfortunate because, uh, yeah, which is kind of unfortunate because I really wanted to, uh, read one of them, which was kind of super neato, but apparently I need to have a subscription to one of them or I'll just read it on my phone because take that internet. Yeah. It's interesting how articles that I attempt to read and recite to you, uh, differ between what I find on my phone and then how they actually react to a web browser. So let me see if I can pull this bad boy up. Bam, pulled up on my phone. Yep, shows up full article on my phone, but I can't on my, uh, my web browser. Interesting. So I'll post the link still, regardless, all the articles, which I reference and read, in the description below, do so, read it, please. Uh, but I'll post this uh, second article, which I'll read just because there's a portion of it, which is super neato. But um, good luck trying to get into it. So let's, let's go. Let's read about Friday the 13th. This first one comes from history.com. I don't know how you may or may not feel about the history channel or just history, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, this initially came out October 10th, 2017, but was updated August 10th, 2021. Uh, there is no, oh yes, there is. Let's see. The author is history.com editors. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> and while I have read some of these in advance, there are some words and names which will trip me up. I apologize. I do my best with the amount of time that I have in order to be able to present and prepare. And now I'm making excuses. Let's dive in. So history.com says about Friday the 13th, long considered a harbinger of bad luck. Friday the 13th has inspired a late 19th century secret society and an early 20th century novel, a horror film franchise, and not one, but two unwieldy terms. Periscavadec... 
Oh, God. Periscavidectria phobia and frigatrisca decaphobia that describe fear of this supposedly unlucky day. The fear of 13. Just like walking under a ladder, crossing paths with a black cat, or breaking a mirror, many people hold fast to the belief that Friday the 13th brings bad luck. Though it's uncertain exactly when this particular tradition began, negative superstitions have swirled around the number 13 for centuries. While Western cultures have historically associated the number 12 with completeness, there are 12 days of Christmas, 12 months and zodiac signs, 12 labors of Hercules, 12 gods of Olympus, and 12 tribes of Israel, just to name a few examples. Its successor, 13, has has a long history as a sign of bad luck. The ancient code of Hammurabi, for example, reportedly omitted a 13th law from its list of legal rules. Though this was probably a cleric, uh, clerical error, superstitious people sometimes point to this as proof of 13's long-standing negative association. Fear of the number 13 has even earned a psychological term, triskaudekaphobia. Uh, why is Friday the 13th unlucky? According to biblical tradition, 13 guests attended the Last Supper held on Maudi Thursday, including Jesus and his 12 disciples, one of whom, Judas, betrayed him. The next day, of course, was Good Friday, the day of Jesus' crucifixion. The sitting arrangement at the Last Supper is believed to have given rise to a long-standing Christian superstition that having 13 guests at a table was a bad omen, specifically that it was courting death. Though Friday's negative associations are weaker, some have suggested they have roots in Christian tradition. Just as Jesus was crucified on a Friday, Friday was also said to be the day of Eve gave Adam the fateful apple from the tree of knowledge, as well as the day Cain killed his brother Abel. The Thirteen Club In the late 19th century, a New Yorker named Captain William Fowler, 1827-1897, sought to remove the enduring stigma surrounding the number 13, and particularly the underwritten rule about not having 13 guests at a dinner table, by founding an exclusive society called the 13 Club. The group dined regularly on the 13th day of the month in the room 13 of the Knickerbocker Cottage, a popular watering hole Fowler owned from 1863 to 1883. Before sitting down for a 13-course meal, members would pass beneath a ladder and a banner reading Moraturi te salutamus, Latin for those of us who are about to die salute you. Four former U.S. presidents, Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, and Theodore Roosevelt, would join the 13 clubs' ranks at one time or another. Friday the 13th in Pop Culture An important milestone in the history of the Friday the 13th legend, in particular not just the number 13, occurred in 1907 with the publication of the novel Friday the 13th, written by Thomas William Lawson. The book told the story of a New York City stockbroker who plays on superstitions about the date to create chaos on Wall Street and make a killing on the market. 
The horror movie Friday the 13th, released in 1980, introduced the world to a hockey mask-wearing killer named Jason, and is perhaps the best-known example of the famous superstition in pop culture history. The movie spawned multiple sequels, as well as comic books, novels, video games, related merchandise, and countless terrifying Halloween costumes. What bad things happen on Friday the 13th? On Friday, October 13th, 1307. Officers of King Philip IV of France arrested hundreds of Knights Templar, a powerful religious and military order formed in the 12th century for the defense of the Holy Land. In prison on charges of various illegal behaviors, but really because the king wanted access to their financial resources, many Templars were later executed. Some cite the link with the Templars as the origin of the Friday the the 13th superstition, but like many legends involving the Templars and their history, the truth remains murky. In more recent times, a number of traumatic events have occurred on Friday the 13th, including the German bombing of Buckingham Palace, September 1940, the murder of Kitty Genovese in Queens, New York, March 1964, a cyclone that killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh, November 1970, the disappearance of the uh, Chilean Air Force plane in the Andes, October 1972, the death of rapper Tupac, September 1996, and the crash of Costa Concordia cruise ship off the coast of Italy, which killed 30 people, January 2012. That is the end of the History Channel article. Interesting stuff, specifically the 13 Club. I think that's super neato. I never knew about someone that went to such lengths to prove, uh, to disprove superstition. The only thing that they were missing was petting a room full of black cats in each one of them before every supper breaking a mirror. <clears throat> I don't know if the black cats or the mirror is just general superstition, not associated with uh, the number 13, because if you walk past a black cat or see a black cat is supposed to be bad luck and if you break a mirror it's like seven years bad luck or something like that again if they really wanted to like triple or double fold down on bad luck and superstition maybe they should have associated that that would have been neato maybe so the one that i need to read from my phone is actually from independent.co.uk by a Joe Sommerlad, uh, which actually came out today, uh, 17 hours ago specifically. Uh, but he writes, um, and again, like I said, there's going to be a little bit of overlapping information, so please excuse me on that. But uh, Joe writes, the only Friday 13th of 2022 has arrived, and for the superstitious among us, the date means only one thing bad luck. Most years have two Friday the 13th and sometimes three, although 2022 will be an anomaly with only one. So hey, more props to us doing this on the only uh, Friday the 13th of this year. It continues, the superstition surrounding Friday the 13th is thought to originate with the Last Supper, which was attended by 13 people, Jesus Christ and his 12 disciples, 
on, you know, Thursday night before he got crucified by Roman soldiers on Good Friday. Yep, yep. Number 13 is therefore associated with Judas, uh, Christ's betrayer, and is regarded as imperfect when compared with 12, which represents the number of months in a year. And, of course, in the previous article, a bunch of other things. The union of day and date has also been traced back to King Philip IV of France, arresting hundreds of knights Templar on Friday the 13th, October 1307. The Catholic Crusaders were apprehended under pressure from Pope Clement V over allegations made by an excommunicated former member that new recruits to the order were being forced to spit on the cross, deny Christ, and engage in homosexual acts during initiation ceremonies. Kinky. The claims, seemingly entirely without foundation, were con uh, were a convenient, excuse me, wow, that took me a while, were a convenient pretext for Philip to persecute the wealthy order and waive debts he owed them following war with England. Charged with moral and financial corruption and worshipping false idols, often following confessions obtained under torture, many of the knights were later burnt at the stake in Paris. The order's Grand Master, Jacques de Molay, faced the flames in front of Notre Dame Cathedral and said to have cried out a curse on those who persecuted its members, quote, God knows who is wrong and has sinned. Soon a calamity will occur to those who have condemned us to death, end quote. The events initiated by the Holy Warrior's arrest, according to tradition, ensured every subsequent Friday the 13th meant bad luck to one and all. Demolay's hex ringing out through the ages. An irrational fear of the date is known as parascevadecabalophobia. <laughs> Hope you don't mind my turkey impression. In Spanish-speaking countries and in Greece, it is Tuesday the 13th that frightens people. In Italy, it is Friday the 17th. Other famous indicators of bad luck include a black cat crossing your path, breaking a mirror, walking under a ladder, opening an umbrella indoors, and saying the name of Shakespeare's Scottish play in theater. Uh, I'm not in theater right now, so I can say it's Macbeth. Do not say Macbeth in a theater. There are people, I've worked with actors who actually desperately believe in that. So, um, for their sake and potentially your own, just, just don't, just don't let, let, let them, let them believe that very short article from the independent, but it elaborates on a couple of things. And also, yeah, just kind of brings a little bit more to light of superstition. So here's the last one that I want to bring to light for you. <clears throat> and again, overlapping information, but it is from the nationalnews.com and it was written by a Gemma White today, May, Friday the 13th, 2022, which is entitled, Why is Friday the 13th Unlucky? Myths, Superstitions, and Stories Behind Jinxed Day. It writes, in Western superstition, the day is considered the unluckiest of the year with its roots found, with its roots found in Norse mythology and Jesus' Last Supper. So let's go. 
The idea that Friday the 13th is unlucky is as familiar in Western superstition as not walking under ladders, being wary of black cats crossing your path and breaking a mirror. A lot of themes that we have obviously already uncovered. Continuing on. Occurring on any month, when the first day begins on a Sunday, Friday the 13th comes around at least once a year, as it will in 2022, but can happen upon three times a year. Why is Friday unlucky? The association between the number 13 and bad luck has a long history with roots in North mythology, Christianity, and Greek gods. Its connections to Friday, however, are more... opaque. I actually got that right. Opaque. Cool. Uh, Howard has more opaque origins. Although historians are generally agreed that the link between Friday and the number 13 wasn't really established until the 19th century, one particular Friday the 13th in the 1300s remains famous as the beginning of the end of the Knights Templar. Yeah, we got through that. I guess, I guess we'll read. After centuries of building power and wealth, the downfall of the European monastic military order began in the early morning hours on Friday, October 13, 1307, with a series of arrests which would go on to spell their end. In Britain, Friday used to be known as Hangman's Day, as that was the day those who had been condemned to death would be sent to the gallows. Cementing the day as an unlucky one was a novel by American businessman T.W. Lawson, titled Friday the 13th, in which a broker capitalizes on superstition to start a panic on Wall Street on Friday the 13th. The fear of Friday the 13th is called Paraskevadekatriophobia. I will say it once correctly. Paraskevadekatriophobia. 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 There you go. Why? Who's the number 13 unlucky? Many cultures have superstitions centered around the, the number 13. According to, according to folklore, the number gained its unlucky connotations in Norse mythology, owing to a story about 12 gods at a dinner party in Valhalla. Uninvited, Loki showed up, showed up as the 13th guest and persuaded Hur, the blind son of Odin, to shoot Baldur, another, son, another of Odin's sons, with a mistletoe-tipped arrow. Baldur died, and the tragedy was associated with the number 13. In Christianity, there were 13 disciples at Jesus Christ's Last Supper on, Mon on Maundy Thursday, the night before his crucifixion. Judas, the disciple who would betray Jesus, was the 13th man to take his seat. Nods to the superstition can be found in modern culture, with many buildings omitting the 13th floor, going from 12 straight to 14, while some airlines do not have a row 13. Tuesday the 13th and Friday the 17th are unlucky too. In Hispanic and Greek culture, Tuesday the 13th is traditionally considered an unlucky day and is known as Martis Tres. In Greece, Tuesday is the day associated with Ares the god of war, and Constantinople, as it was then called, fell twice on a Tuesday, in 1204 during the Fourth Crusade and in 1453 in Ottomans. In Italy, the number 13 is actually considered lucky, and Friday the 17th is the unlucky day. 
Alitalia, the country's airline, does not feature row 17 on its planes. The connection between the number 17 and bad luck is owing to a Roman numerals for 17XV11, or II, which, when arranged, created the word Vixi. The word translates as I have lived, the past tense of which implies death. That's it. That's all the articles I got for you. So that's just, that's just it. Like how far are we going to let these, let these traditions, these stories, these folk tales, these superstitions like consume us. Like there's, there comes a point within all of our lives, within all of our cultures and with just time progressing where they eventually just are that their folktale, their lore, they're just myths and legends that we look back upon potentially fondly. And we think to ourselves, oh, wow, do you remember the time that we did that? Or remember the time that we believed that? Or remember the time that grandpa did and said this and we believed him? Those are the stories that these are becoming. And it's unfortunate that black cats were associated with witches and with bad luck because I have a black cat and I love my black cat. He's a fat, lazy son of a bitch, but he's, he's an adorable man. Cat. Man cat. Cat man. Thank you. So I think while back in the day when, when these stories were coming out about myths and legends and gods and I mean, when you look back, especially to that crusade 1307, yeah, someone's getting burned at the stake for false allegations because of a Pope needing to uh, get money to alleviate debts. Like, those stories will absolutely pass on. And back in those days, people were willing to believe them. They were willing to believe anything, especially anything that the church said. Because the church had that power. The church was greatly influential. Christianity almost dominated the world with its widespread and its power. So having these people under these false allegations that the people around the world would believe. Yeah, of course they're going to associate bad luck with that after someone who is being burned alive or about to be burned alive make such a radical statement at the stake. Yeah, that's, that's almost implying a curse. That's almost implying witchcraft. Revenge craft, even. Not Lovecraft, Revengecraft. So, I think we're coming to a day and an age, with it now being 2022, with science progressing and with no real study on what is good luck or what is bad luck. I think it all just determines down to circumstance and results. You could call it good luck. You could call it bad luck. You could call it, you know, acts of God, if you so wish to. But it all just comes down to circumstance 
and I don't think there's a good luck or a bad luck. I just think shit happens. Could you say that you're having a, a streak of bad luck or a streak of good luck? Yeah, I suppose you could. Absolutely. But at the same time, having it specifically associated that every single Friday the 13th, which happens, something bad is going to happen. Whether it be the world in general or just you specifically, because that's where the fear comes from. If you think Friday the 13th is going to come and your entire day is just going to be shit, that is a phobia. That is a fear. But if you recollect all the Friday the 13th that you've had, and you can say without a doubt, yes, every single one ever since I was alive has been horrible, wretched, nothing good happened. I mean, you woke up that day. That's something good, right? So you can't say that all of it was bad. And even if the majority of it was bad, I can't imagine that would be every single Friday the 13th. So, honestly, I feel like a little more educated. I honestly find it cool, specifically about the North mythology and about the 13 Club. That's what I take away from that. I think that's super freaking cool that someone went out of their way just to disprove the luck. Yeah, I think that's neato. So... Three articles, they were definitely on the shorter side. I guess there really wasn't a whole lot in which to say about Friday the 13th, which honestly surprises me, considering how much emphasis people put on the day. But, it is what it is. My Friday the 13th was just fine. A little bit of serious discussions here and there throughout the day, but... I honestly think that just comes with life. That wasn't bad luck. That wasn't good luck. That was, like I said previously, that was just circumstance. They needed to be discussed. They had to have happened. So, there we have it. That is Friday the 13th and the history of it. With that said, a little bit longer of a podcast. Yay. Not a full hour, but at least... Despite me being a little bit tired, I was, I was spry, ready to go, and bring you a little bit of information that I hope you find relevant, useful, and hey, maybe even a little bit fun. So with that said, I'm going to sign off, and I am going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to sign off. Join me next week for the Frankly Speaking on Friday's podcast. I'll be coming to you May 20th. How about that? We're moving right along this month, aren't we? May 20th is the next time that the podcast will come out or at least be recorded, depending upon the day. And email me. Do you have a, a subject that you want to talk about for me to research? Do you have an article of interest? Do you just want to say hello? Please do. Email me at the fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, you can view it elsewhere. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All is where you can listen to the FSOF Podcasts. So thank you for your time. I, I appreciate you listeners. It's uh, I've gotten a little bit of feedback here and there, and I'm glad that people are finding something out of this. So it's encouraging. And just know that it is appreciated, and I appreciate you 
as a result. So thank you for listening. I will see you all next week. Remember to keep practicing. Be bold. Go out there and do it. And don't be afraid to better yourself. Okay? You can do it. I believe in you. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening. And uh, I will see you all or talk to you all (laughs) next week. Until then, au revoir.